down the field to Watkins! Sammy Watkins for the touchdown! We have reached episode 90 of our podcast. Episode 90. 90 episodes, guys. Well, I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker, CJ Medeiros. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Guys, feels like it was just yesterday when we started this thing, and we're already 90 episodes in. It's just incredible. Remember, Tuck, that first episode that we did with the yeah. other with the other guy who's out tonight? <laughs> the other guy. Oh, man. It's, it's almost been two years. It, it's been a long time. December 9th this year, that'll be two. That'll be our two-year mark. And it really feels like yesterday when we started this. But anyways, enough of that. Guys, we are moving on to my favorite, my personal favorite part of these player rankings, which is the cornerbacks. Now, it's not an offensive position, which, are, which is also fun to, to rank, but I also love corners. They're just, they're a big part of the game. They're important. Uh... They're all and all the best ones are such household names, and this is going to be a great one. So we're going to be ranking the top five corners in this episode. Uh, so without further ado, why don't we start? So uh, CJ, you want to kick us off with your number five corner in the NFL? As um no 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 wait are you sure you don't mean uh, a corner in the NHL? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, also uh this is this is going into the 2022 NFL season, so it's not based off last yeah. year. It's going into mm-hmm. this year, just to uh, yeah. just to be clear. But CJ, kick us NFL off. NFL corner as opposed to what? No, I'm joking. All right, so kicking us off at my personal number five is representing the New Orleans Saints, Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. Now. I'm a big Lattimore guy and like, he's not as big of a ball Hawk as you would expect, but there's two things I love about him. One, he's not afraid to get dirty and tackle someone. He's not afraid to lay someone out and he's a leader. He's one of the leaders on that defense aside from like Cameron Jordan. And you could tell he is a great, you know, he's a great hold on that defensive backfield and can take most anyone. And we see that, you know, he plays in, on my opinion, at least for receivers, a scary division. Because, you know, you got guys like, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. The Falcons used to have Julio Jones, and, you know, used to when he was good. But mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. But long story short, I just I just respect the heck out of this guy. And he's not one of the bigger names, but still, he's top five year in and year out. Yeah, I, I respect that. It's an interesting pick for top I, five. He's top five. I think he is top five. Uh I want to make this known before I use mine. This wasn't a harder list to make than expected because there's a lot of quality talent. And for starters, I did not put JC Jackson on my list. He, I thought this guy was going to be. There you go. Adam approves. (laughs) It it hurts because I already like your list. I no no disrespect to JC, but yeah, it's no disrespect. I when I looked at him, I was like. He has the numbers, he has the stats, but then when you look at the other guys, yeah, it's a very tough list. And it, as much as I hate to admit it, Adam's right. When when J.C. Jackson went up against Stephon Diggs, it did not look good. It did not look pretty at all. Well, I have Jackson in my top five now. I feel bad. I don't feel bad. Like, it's a tough list. So Yeah, it is. Like, there's a lot of guys that could be in the top five, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. So I started off my top five with Xavier Howard. 
Xavier Howard, cornerback out of Miami, he's what I like to see in a press man corner, especially since what he did to my, uh, my Baltimore Ravens. I don't want to talk about that. But anyway, he's a solid corner. The year before that, the year before last, he had 10 picks, which is impressive and didn't look as bad as bad in coverage as Trayvon Diggs did. But yeah, I believe he had a solid season, maybe not as good as his last season, but a commendable season all around. I didn't just think that he's playing on the Miami Dolphins, and that's why he goes under the radar a little bit. But when you look at his numbers and you look at the players he's going against and who he has to go against, I believe he's a solid cornerback to have on your team. That's an interesting yeah. pick, putting mm-hmm. him – and I thought you're, you're going to be surprised for where I have him, uh, or at oh, least dear. I thought you would. But here's my no, here's my number five, and remember before we all – give the rest of our list. Remember, this is going into the 2022 season, not based off what happened last year. Uh, although although that does have an influence, but my number five, and I'm very high on this guy, it's Denzel Ward. I think Denzel Ward has uh, some un- such underrated uh, coverage statistics. He's He just does not allow yardage at all. Now he did. He does tend to gamble a lot. That's one of the few weaknesses in his game. But he has lots of passes defended, and this is a guy who's just continuing to play, and he's playing up to that contract. Maybe he might be a little overpaid, but he's definitely good enough for him for him to be my top for him to be my number five corner uh, going into next year. I really like Denzel Ward. I I really need to see your list now because if you have Denzel Ward number five, there's four corners I think I have ahead of him that aren't on your one of them might not be on your list, and it better be. All right, there, I, I think I know exactly who you're referring to, who you are, who you fear is not on my list, and you is might it, you'll find is it out. a purple clad fellow we'll, by any we'll chance? Get to that. We'll get to that. We will get to that. <laughs> Because if he's not on there, oh, we're going to have words. What number four, CJ? Number four is Adam's favorite corner in the NFL for me, JC Jackson. Now, I, I, I won't lie to you. As even though I put him in the top five, part of me feels that he's a little bit overrated. There are a lot of pundits that are putting him in the top three, which is feasible. But overall, I just don't see. Now, he's, you know, your highlight reel type of player. He's always there to make the big pick, but he's not really as much of a tackler as I'd like, but his big playability lands him in the top five alone. And the only reason, unlike the pundits, I don't have him top three is solely because he's on a new team. And especially for corners, the learning curve is brutal. Uh, something that would remind you of like Stefan Gilmore was not overly great his first year in New England. But every year since, he was deadly. So just keep that in mind. Like I said, there's See, always a learning curve for these corners. But JC, yeah. ta- just on talent alone, got to be top five. Adam disagrees, but, you know, that's the beauty of the show, isn't it, kids? Look, all I'm saying is I just think I just don't think he's as good as everybody thinks he is. It doesn't mean I, I think he's not good. He's a very good corner. I just think if if he's a number one, he's like on the lower end. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. And this year was a great year for him. He was a high-end number one this year. 
but and last he's <laughs> but like it it's it feels like I'm it feels like I'm uh uh Max Kellerman talking about his cliff theory just putting oh, all shit. these all these different variables even though I I don't know I think I I think I'm pretty uh I think I'm pretty uh justified in uh in my take but uh Robert, talk, what's your four right, buddy hey cj we're getting him there let just a couple of weeks ago he's he said he was only a number two he said he can be a number one <laughs> yeah a few weeks ago i didn't think he was a number two a few weeks ago i thought he was a number two like maybe at the beginning of last season and then i thought okay he's a number one but he's like a low end I've I've always liked JC Jackson, but I've liked him as number two. Okay, yeah, it's whatever. I thought he was a great compliment. He was a great sidekick to Stefan Gilmore during his prime days. That's what I that's what I'll say. I wouldn't say sidekick. He was better he did good without him. Hmm. Yeah, he did. All right. My numbers my number four was oddly enough, Marshawn Lattimore. Hmm. I've I believe in the secondary that will admittedly take a decrease with the loss of Marcus Williams. Hey, welcome to Baltimore, Mar- Marcus Williams. <laughs> but Marshawn Lattimore is without a doubt a top five cornerback in this league. He can play zone. He can play man. He can play press man. He can bail. He can play whatever you need him to do. And when he was coming out, you had worries about his injury history, but he's been, knock on wood, able to stay healthy throughout his years in New Orleans. So that's been a plus. Congratulations on that. I believe he's been a major contributor to, to turning around that secondary. And I believe he's worth the contract they gave him, I want to say, either last year or the year before. And he's been proving it ever since. I believe he is a true shutdown number one corner, and he'll continue to prove that throughout the years. All right. So my number four guy uh, is Xavier Howard. So Xavier Howard is a corner who I once regarded as one of the top two, three corners in the league. And the reason why I don't have him number one or in that range anymore is because of his coverage. He, it's really kind of, it's, it hasn't been as good as it was earlier on in his career. And I can show you right here in, uh, in 20, this past season, 2021, 614 yards, which isn't terrible. But it's not that good either for a corner who's supposed to be the best in the game. And then his all-pro year in 2020, 719 yards allowed. 719. Look, if you are, let's say, a number two corner or a number three, those are pretty good numbers. But if you're regarded as, like, the best, like an all-pro corner, those aren't good enough statistics. And I I re- I used to really like Xavier Howard, but I'm starting to think uh, – his coverage stats are getting worse by the season, and I still regard him as one of the top five in the league, but he's he's starting to slip is what I see. Mm. But uh, okay. Do, he, he does he he's still a good corner. Like I said, he's still a good corner. A lot of 16 passes defended. But uh CJ, what are you what is your number three? Ooh. Well, Adam, my number three corner. From the Green Bay Packers, Jair Alexander. Now, you hear some people saying, why is he not two? Well, look, I'm not going to deny his abilities. Jair Alexander is a mighty fine corner. And he just doesn't allow yards. He's not the ball hawk that you'd like him to be. But quarterbacks are afraid to throw at him. Because he jams routes. He can get to the ball. But 
The only reason I don't have him, you know, is top two solely because he got hurt last year. And especially like injuries for corners can be a death sentence in the right area, but I don't think that's the case. He's certainly going to be top three next year. I mean, you know, just based on talent alone, but I'm kind of eager to see how he comes back, especially from that injury. That's a good pick. I like yeah. Jair Alexander. Mine, coincidentally, my number three pick was Marlon Humphrey. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, my and number. Here we go. Yeah, I don't need to explain why he's number three, but I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have to, but I will. He can play slot. He can play outside. He can play press. He can play zone. He can travel with your number one. Ask Odell Beckham what it feels like to be covered by Marlon Humphrey. He can play whatever system you want him to play. And just as an added bonus, he plays in one of the most diverse systems you can, the Baltimore Ravens. The only problem is he wasn't completely healthy last year. He did miss games, which is unfortunate. He had a career-ending so, I mean, a season-ending sh- shoulder injury, which held him out for the rest of the season. But for the most of the for the most part, he was still the regular shutdown corner he used to be, except that he didn't have Marcus Peters there to help him out. But I believe this year he'll be healthy and a better mindset to help get the Ravens to where they need to be defensively. And when he goes off the field, you saw the impact that it had. That's why he's my number three corner. All right. So my number three corner, and it is a crime that this guy did not make a Pro Bowl. AJ Terrell. So AJ Terrell, yeah. 16 passes defended and just 414 yards allowed in coverage across 16 games played this season. That is incredible. And the fact that this guy, you know, we talked about Deion Jones last week as a underrated linebacker in the in this league on the Falcons and uh AJ Terrell's in that same spot. He's one of the best corners in the league. Now he, and he, he did have, he, his, his rookie season was really rocky, but his sophomore season this past year was incredible. And, uh, this is, this is a kid who's, he's, he's young and he's only going to get better from here. And, uh, this is going into the 2022 season. So AJ Terrell is a, he's a slam dunk pink pick for me to be number three. That's an interesting choice there, Adam. I'm starting to see there's only like two more selections we have left, and I've noticed that there's three cornerbacks that could be selected, and yet, hmm. Hey, like you said, this is there's a lot of quality corners over there, and some of them are going to miss out. Just saying. Yeah. Some yeah. of them are top five. The others are Marlon Humphrey, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. but, and the uh, other guy is Marlon Humphrey and J.C. Jackson. But We, we ready it. to start our number two? Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's see it, CJ. All right. Ironically, my number two was AJ Terrell from the Falcons. And Adam, point blank, he took the words right out of my mouth. But he's starting really to become a leader on that Falcons defense. You know how much I love leadership, you know, in, in especially on defense. And this guy, 81 combined tackles last year, which is insane for a corner. He doles out hits. He breaks up routes. And he got three picks last year. And but like Adam said, like, what was it, like four – 14, something like that, yards allowed, something like that. 414 in 16 games. Yeah, and that so division just, just with do those the math receivers right there. Yeah, is unheard of. 
literally allowing less than like a hundred yards a game, obviously, but good God, that guy is insane. I mean, and uh, no, Adam, like I said, you took the words right out of my mouth. Really not a lot I can add, but I am just excited to see how he jumps up in, you know, his, what is it? Third year now he's going into. Yes. He's going into his third season. His rookie right. year was kind of just meh. Hmm. Uh, he allowed over, he allowed nearly not uh, a thousand yards uh, in coverage, but this season was actually like, this was an incredible year for him. Uh, but do you have any, anything more to hmm. add before Tuck gives his number two? Yeah. I don't wait. wait how many yards do you allow a game? Cause like, it can't have been like more than 50. This guy, there's just like no passing on this guy, you know? Oh yeah. But yeah, it's, he, it was just it's a low number. Right. And Tucker? we, we, uh, and we, we had to witness uh, Mac Jones get picked off by AJ Terrell. Remember that? Yeah, but that, what, I don't fans. remember that. But was that even his fault? Because I could have sworn like it was a bobbled ball or like I, I could have sworn like he watched that and like it hit. I thought it like hit someone and then it bounced to him, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I think he just straight up threw it to him. I don't sure, remember. Right? We could All pull it was, up, but yeah, I could. But I'm just saying is. Honestly, that happened a lot last year with Mac. Like he would hit guys in the numbers, and it would bounce to someone else. But that's like where half his picks came from. But that's neither here nor there. Tucker, I mean, that's what happens when you you know don't draft quality receivers. That can happen on occasion. But anyway, oh, uh, like Hollywood Brown. That's okay. Our undrafted yeah. wide receiver Jacoby Myers is going to dominate all. Yeah, except the except the end zone. That party he got doesn't two get. touchdowns. <laughs> all right, all right. Two touchdowns in three seasons. That's yikes. All right, yeah. talk. You guys already have a first-round draft pick that could do that, but unfortunately, you guys think he's a bust. Nikhil Harry? Oh, you mean the greatest threat to world peace, Nikhil Harry? <laughs> okay. All right, we're getting off topic. Talk, talk, give us your number two. My number two was Jair Alexander. Unfor- unfortunately for him, he was coming off injury, so I can't really back up the numbers. But when last healthy, this guy was a quality shutdown corner. Just ask anybody he lined up against. Tom Brady threw two interceptions in the NFC Championship game against this corner, cornerback. Yep. So we should know how quality he is if Tom Brady is struggling to complete passes against him. When last time he was healthy, he was a first-team All-Pro caliber corner and showed everybody the reason why he was that type of corner. I believe he will have a bounce-back season and he will maintain that level of play due to well part of his brand new contract that he just got, including thirty-one million, guarantee. I think thirty-one million in the first year. So congratulations to him, and hopefully he can maintain that play at a high level. All right. So I did have Jair Alexander as my number two as well. Uh, the only thing I want to add add on to that is uh, once he came back, he played. He played. He played as good, just as good as he did last year. Uh, in four games, 131, uh, 131 yards allowed in coverage, which is, which is, uh, if you do the math, that's 32 yards a game. And he then once they got to the playoffs, while they didn't win the game, uh, the defense, the Green Bay Packers defense put on a clinic, and uh, he shut down one of the who is one of the top, cor- uh, excuse me, wide receivers in the league. Um, in uh oh I'm forgetting his name but Devo Samuel yeah he, he's he, sometimes I blank on play on players there's a lot we have a whole we have a whole league to memorize uh and sometimes 
Sometimes I blank. But Debo Samuel completely shut him down. And uh, the only touchdown the 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 only touchdown the 49ers scored was on special teams. So, I mean, that just tells you how, how much of an impact Jair Alexander can really make on that, on that secondary, which is already deep with Eric Stokes, uh, Rasul Douglas, great core that they have over there. And it, it starts with Jair Alexander. I know he got hurt, but once he came back, he was his old self. And now he has a whole off season to build on that. He's going to be great this year. So um, I have a feeling who we all have as our number one. Yeah. Do we Do we all have I the hope. same number one? Yeah. It's possible. Have. Want to say it, it on three? Be. On three? Sure. One, yeah. two, three. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. All right. Good. We're, we're all on the same page. All right. Thank he goodness. Just, he just deserves number one. He does. Absolutely. He's been incredible the past two years. I wasn't too kind to him when we were doing our player rankings last year. And yeah. I, th- I thought he had a great season the year before, but I thought he was going to not quite be quite as good. And he proved me wrong. He made another all pro and he's, uh, he, he deserve until he proves otherwise, then he's, he is the best corner in the game. And yeah. I don't know what else you guys have to add to it, but he's incredible. Yeah, typical size corner, big, long, fast, can run, can stay with anybody. Debo, uh, DK Metcalf struggles with him. Debo Samuel struggles with him. Any wide receiver in the league struggles with him specifically because of his size and his ability to run. Um, and he can play zone and he can play man. And he's a willing tackler, which not many corners are willing to do on occasion. That's what makes him number one. Yeah, I'm right there with Tucker. I mean, look at Jalen Ramsey. Well, one thing that you didn't mention that I love about him is just his tenacity. He doesn't play off. He plays man. He presses. He will get right up in your grill, and every and he'll chirp at you every time you mess up. And you know what a true mark of a great corner is? In this social media age, anytime he rarely gives up a touchdown or like rarely makes a bad play, you see it all over, you know? Because people are just grasping at straws in the media, especially to try to make them look bad. So you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, See, like when it's so rare that he screws up that you always hear about it whenever he does, and that is truly something that not a lot of people talk about. But like I said, he's like a really vibrant, tenacious, feisty corner, and man, that guy. I I thank God I'm not a receiver because I would hate going up against him. Look. It's that I I do love when when corners do have that attitude like that sort of attitude to them that edge, but when it comes to it, there it's good and bad because I because like you said basically it puts a target on their backs and whenever they screw up it's a lot worse than if if you weren't to to open up your mouth and speak, and uh, I also think the emo he he does let tend to let his emotions get the best of him sometimes and it hasn't screwed him over yet but it's one of those things where if you're if if you're playing with way too much emotion it's going I mean just talk to Odell Beckham Jr. it could really really take a toll on you on the field and I just think it's in this is that's the only reason that's the only knock that I would have on him is that he plays with too much of an edge sometimes 
And it's and really the only reason that I didn't have Jair Alexander over him is because Alexander was hurt all last year. So he gets the so Ramsey gets the benefit of the doubt, but he's still top two. I'm not. This is just if we're look, finding any sort of downside to his game, that's what I would have. We're we're gonna need to talk about your list, Adam, because I, I noticed a certain player wasn't on that list, but you had other players over him that are just flat out not better than him. So Wait, look, I want. I did want to address Marlon Humphrey not making. Marlon Humphrey's number one. Humphrey. What if I had Marlon Humphrey number one? If I said I, on three and then I said Marlon Humphrey, I'd be flattered, but I'd say you're wrong. Look, <laughs> I was gonna have Marlon Humphrey on our lit on our list. If he didn't get hurt, he would be in my top five. He would be over Denzel Ward, probably at number five, or or number four because I think uh, I think without this injury, Marlon Humphrey was better than Xavier Howard this year. But he tore his ACL. And he has to come back from that. He didn't tear his ACL. He tore his shoulder. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. He tore his, he he tore his shoulder. That tore his ACL. Still, he's coming back from an injury. And it's going to take some time to recover from that. And it might take some time for him to get back in the swing of things. If, I can, if you can say that about Marlon, why can't you say the same about Jair? Because Jair came back. And he played at a high level. But he so played, he has the, he has the whole. played more games than him. What's that? Marlon still played more games than him. Yeah, before he got hurt for the rest of the season. So I could still make the case next year coming up, he'd still play at a high level. Even still, I'd have him over Xavier Howard and Mar- Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, but look, we know Jair Alexander is healthy now. That's my that's my point. Like, like I, I really like Marlon Humphrey, but he he has something to prove coming back from that injury. Mm-hmm. That's he's all. Helping. No, he's participating in minicamp. Yeah, good. we'll see how it goes in the season. That's good. It's that's um, baby steps. Um, it steps forward. But um, from recovering from that injury, he he was using he was using all that time during the off season that he could have been used if he didn't get hurt to to get better and build on and build on his career. Instead, he was instead he was just coming back from the from the injury and recovering from that. So that's a that's a big blow and. He he might re, he might find his old form at some, at a at some point in the season, but it won't be in the beginning of the year. And that's a that's a and for the to be able to play at a high level for the whole year, that's a big thing for me. Hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear none of that. I, I, I don't. If you're telling me you have to play at a high level the entire year, but Jair Alexander's on that list, okay, okay, all right. Look, uh-huh. we got to move on. We're just going to agree. Uh, yeah. So our fan box, we're going to get to that, and we're going to find out who you guys think are the bet are some of the more underappreciated corners in the NFL. We've been talking about this for every mm-hmm. other position, and I kind of want to use that segment as sort of a best of the rest. We want to hear your picks on that. Uh, so we'll get to that next. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. Oh, 
are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker, and we are on to our fan box. So what that is, is we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So... The question of the week was, who is the most underrated cornerback in the NFL? So we kind of geared this more towards, again, towards next season. Uh, so I wanted to hear what you guys had to say. And our first response was, was Stefan Gilmore. And that was Diego Huertas. So Stefan Gilmore. And he's ve- he's become very underrated, mainly because of his age and his in- his uh, recent injury history, which is continuing to pile up as he ages, which is never a good sign when you're young, or excuse me, when you're old. But he, but despite that, when he's been on the field, he's been. Now he may not be where he was when he was an All Pro, and certainly not Defensive Player of the Year, but as like let's say talking about just being a number one corner, a functional Pro Bowl level corner, he has been that, and then some. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, at the barest of minimum, he's probably still in the top ten, maybe like around ten or nine. Oh, mm. maybe just outside. I don't know, but but still, either way, he's still good, and he can still give the best of them uh, trouble. Look. I had him as last year going into last year. I had him as my number two corner and I had him as my number two because I thought he has one more all pro caliber season left in him. And it turns out he couldn't even start the season and he couldn't even, he couldn't play for the first half of the season. But once he got back, he played, he played fairly well. Now, do I still think that he has an all pro level season? It's, it's looking less and less likely as time goes on. However, I still think he can play at a, at a high level. And he's, he has played very well in the time that he's played in the past couple seasons. He's been hurt, but he's actually still been playing very well. And he was nursing a calf injury the season in 2020 while he was still playing very well. So that was very, very, uh, that was very encouraging for me. Turns out it didn't mean anything because he he started. What was the, what was it? The first six eight eight weeks, he was on uh, on IR, so didn't work out. Uh, but Jack Hartman said the Browns have dogs. So he said D A W G S in all caps with Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom. So I already covered Denzel Ward in my top five. And I, I do like him as a top five corner going into this season. Greg Newsom is one that doesn't get talked about enough. And we, there's a lot of, yeah. we, we talk a lot about Eric Stokes. I know I do as that rookie corner last year, who was just incredible, but Greg Newsom was really good too. He was solid for the Brown. I agree. Yeah. He's definitely a good, uh, well, it depends on if he's like second or third, you know, depending on where you put greedy Williams. But at the same time, like, didn't really have any picks last year, 37 tackles. Like, come on, you got to you gotta get that up. I feel like his potential was certainly there. 
Certainly. Now, Eric Stokes uh, from Patrick Williver, he put he picked Eric Stokes. This is a corner that I really like, and I talk I t- I've talked about him a lot. And he's a he's a guy who was taken in the first round, and really stepped up in the absence of Jair Alexander last year, along with Rasul Douglas in that secondary. And uh, yeah, this is a corner that I this is a corner that I re- that I just really like. He he does tend to gamble every now and then. And he gets burned sometimes, but I think he's he he's primed to step up and have and have another uh have another good season and maybe take take a take a step forward in his sophomore season yeah adam i i absolutely agree <clears throat> but the biggest factor here is that jair alexander is going to come back and he doesn't have to be the guy you know he can just sit back play corner two and uh you know maybe try to learn from jair mm-hmm. yeah and another thing is I know a lot of they the Packers have received a lot, and I mean a lot, of blowback for not rece- not drafting a receiver in the first round. They've been fo- focusing on defense for the past few years outside of 2019, 2020. I believe it was 2020 when they took a quarterback. And it doesn't look like he's going to, be, to, going to pan out. I could be wrong. But say what you want about how they've been drafting only defense and they've been focusing free agency on there as well. It's reflected on the field. That defense looks like it's going to be, uh, it's been very good the past few years and it looks like it's going to be the strength, uh, the strength of the team this year. So it's been, it's been pretty good. I have really, I, that is one part that I do respect about green Bay. They back in the earlier 2010s, they had a abysmal defense and they've been focusing on it. It's been getting better and better by the year. Only problem is their de- their offense is getting worse and worse by the year. Uh, so that's something that they'll have to uh, focus on uh, in improving, which they did not do. They took uh, they took Christian Watson, but will remains to be seen whether he'll be he'll pan out. But uh, B Prince. I'm not sure what his actual name is. Let me – it says B. Prince, like B and then P-R-I-N-C-I-C. Uh, he, so he said Greg Newsom again. So do we have anything to add to what, how we, what we mentioned about him last uh, – with, with, uh, with when Jack mentioned it? Uh, no. no, not really. Solid player. Can't wait to see him play again. Yeah, and I'm looking for him. So – Ben Princek, Princek, I think that's what it is. Um, I think he's a new follower, but he's a fir- he. This is the first time he's responding to the fan box. Usually, we have a lot of regulars, but uh, so yeah, that's that is a good and another one who uh, doesn't really get mentioned a lot. Who's more of a dis- defensive back? He gets used everywhere, um, and I'm and he hasn't been great. But Greedy Williams, what do you guys think of him? Why are we just mentioning Browns players? Well, we're talking about players yeah. in that secondary because it's everyone, a, when everyone okay. talks about that, about that Browns defense, the only the only names you hear is Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. Yeah, I mean, Greedy Williams is all right. I mean, I won't well, lie; I had some pretty three. high expectations for him coming out, but like, eh, not not really. 
I have not yeah. really impressed with what I've seen, to be brutally honest. So far, yeah, it's kind of, uh, and we'll see. Yeah, see, I had high expectations for him as well, but if he's your number three corner right now, that's that's pretty solid. I don't mind yeah. that. Uh, now, on to our next response was Grayson Mortimer, who said Jair. That's so, what? He's not underrated. All of us had, yeah. So all of them had, all of us had him top three. I had him top two, and so did Tuck. I think the only way he could be underrated is just because he got hurt last year. But I mean, I had him as my number one corner last uh, during last year's last summer's pr- player rankings. So I guess that's the only way that there were a couple responses, especially last uh, last year or excuse me, last week's fan box where. Darius Leonard was mentioned as an underrated corner. And there was also uh, somebody said Micah Hyde too. And of course, those are great corners, good picks for, for excuse me, corners. Uh, those are good linebackers, good picks, but just not exactly underrated, you know? Yeah. Um, so this is going to be a tough pronunciation, but CJ. Uh, can I pronounce pr- it? Because I know who it is. Please do. Obviously. From the Detroit Lions, Amani Aruwarie. All right. Uh, Elaborate on your pick. Now, a lot of people might not know who he is because he is on the Lions, which is a very sad team. (laughs) But consider this, if you will. Last season, as a corner, 57 tackles, 44 solo, 11 passes deflected, and 6 interceptions. Mm -hmm. Now... His coverage, he's only in his, he's entering his fourth year. His coverage stats are average, but that's definitely something he can iron out as, you know, as he settles into Dan Campbell's defensive scheme. And I just, he's solely, and when you look at his numbers, there's a very valid argument to be made that he's only underrated solely because he's on the Lions. And if he were on a big market team, you know, like, uh, the 49ers or the Patriots or the Cowboys. Yeah. Everybody would know who he was. Don't, don't put him on the Cowboys. No, no. I'm just saying like, if he, I'm just naming big market teams. And if he was on a big market team, I have no doubt in my mind, he'd be a household name, a difficult household name to pronounce, but a household name nonetheless. Well, Giannis Antetokounmpo is pretty tough to, to pronounce but after hearing it a million times now people have it down yeah. uh but how do you know who he is because i i didn't know who he is either i've been aware of him oh uh i have a friend that told me about him like you know, a friend like from dean that you know was really into him and he said hey are you a he asked me funny questions all the time he said are you a big amani aruwarie guy and i'm like who who's that and then he showed me i said oh i am now that guy's a beast look I get, he is underrated, I guess, if he's a oh, number two or three corner. Uh, in 14 games, 671 yards allowed in pass coverage last season. And nearly 900 yards the season prior. Yeah, the 15, season prior. I'm talking about going into this started. season. So he literally shaved off, uh, what was it, like shaved off roughly 300 yards? And then uh, about, is About so you, like. Yeah, like about about one seventy, about one seventy. Wait, what? I thought you said like six hundred seventy one. Oh, so I I I thought in my head six nineteen. I'm sorry, but either way, I'll put it on the calculator good. right now. 
844. No, look, I'm sorry. In my head, I heard 619. I Six, don't know why. 71 equals 173. So he's no, shaved still, off I mean, I look at the NFC North. Look, who, has, look at who we had to go up against. You know, guys like Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, and who could forget Devontae Adams and Jay Jettas and Adam Thielen. That's not an easy division to be a corner. And the fact he puts up those numbers, and keep in mind, 671 is not even that bad. And when you, when you, but when you factor in that division, come on, you got to give him his respect. Yeah, 11 passes defended wasn't bad. And seven in uh, 2020 was solid. Um, I get when you factor the, the division, yeah, sure, he is underrated because nobody knows who he is. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just nitpicking, I guess. Just nitpicking, looking around at his uh, statistics. I believe you're giving him what you call the uh, J.C. Jackson treatment. Okay, that's a little far. <laughs> that's a that is a, that's a little tough. Um, but Cash Jurassic, and I messed this one up when I was responding to the fan boxes. Said Troy Hill. So I didn't. I I've a lot of stuff happened this off season, and I I have come to is come to my attention that. Troy Hill was traded back to the Browns. Excuse me, to the Rams. I was about to say. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Why are they so, playing potato with them? So Troy Hill, that is that is big for them because they just lost they just lost their their previous number two corner, and now they now they get one to replace them, and he may not be the the guy who they they had before him. However, this is this is a good one for them because that was a big that was a big hole for them. A number two corner passed Jalen Ramsey because they don't really have much depth at the position. But that was yeah. Cash Jurassic who said uh, Troy Hill. Yeah, that, that's certainly a, a really a good observation there. You know, with uh, with the Rams, and I mean, I definitely think that once again on his old team, you know, they just won the Super Bowl. He's going to be eager to like try to help him go back to back. And uh, I, he's, he'd be a good compliment to Ramsey. I would expect. Yeah. Um, he'll be solid. Uh, Steven Parker said Chidobi, a woozy on the Bengals. Oh. Cincinnati. Uh, he played for the Cincinnati Bengals was the number one to Eli Apple's horrendous number two. Hmm. Yeah, he, did, uh, he played yeah. good. It's just that everybody kept targeting Eli Apple and really didn't make much of a difference. Yeah, yeah. This was probably Wuzier's best season last year. You know. Yeah. You know, it took. You know, he was on that Bengals Super Bowl appearing defense, and you know, but it's just I don't think he's like a solid. I don't think he's like the number one though. That's just me. Now they have Dax Hill. Exactly. You'll be the corner. You're assuming that. It should be. Dax Hill's a beast at Michigan. We can put him anywhere. If you can put him anywhere, you need to put him at outside corner so you could put Eli somewhere where he can't mess things up. What about well, the bench? They drafted him as a safety, not as a Also, corner. delete his Twitter account so that he's not distracted. Delete his, delete his Twitter he can't account. delete his Twitter. He would have to openly delete it. I'm not sure. Delete he, it. He Twitter, delete get it. on that. Elon Musk, make it so. 
Hey, they did it to the the former president. Why not do it to uh, the the next the next best threat to world peace? Oh, in, absolutely, uh, <laughs> Eli Apple and Eli Apple, the next dictator, <laughs> supreme dictator of Cincinnati, Eli Apple. Uh, hey, with the way he tweets, you would think that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, Dalt. I believe this is uh, his name's Dalton Christensen. We had a lot of new new uh, fan box responses. Levi Wallace. Oh you guys yeah, that is, yeah. yes. Yeah. And the Steelers. What what was the contract Pittsburgh game like? Two years, eight million, something like that. Two years, eight million. So that's, yeah, that's four a mil- bargain. No, that's not a bargain. That's highway robbery. That guy. He's physical. He picks off the ball. He's got a good football IQ. But you know, being overshadowed by Tre'Davious White in Buffalo, well, you know that that'll happen. Yeah. But this. Oh, let me tell you, once his contract's up in Pittsburgh, he's probably going to get a fat payday because this guy is a monster, you know, just in the way he plays. And let me also say, just look, reading these names and seeing who their number number two uh, two makes me feel bad that I left them out of their of the top five. Like Tredavious White made none of our top fives. He it's did tear his ACL. Good. It's just how good our I mean, there's a lot of good corners, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Darius Slay had a very good season this year. Yeah. Didn't make the top five. If we had a top 10, all of these names would be here. Yeah, but top 10 would take forever. Um, Also, you guys ready for this next one? Am I? Am I really? Nick Normand said, got to be JC Jackson. Adam, you want to take this away? He's top five. Well, he yeah. is top five. Stefan Diggs loves what you said. I'll yeah, say that uh, much. I mean, yeah, I think he's top five, not top, top three. Five. Maybe he number four or five. I mean, from I, a highlight reel standpoint alone, but I don't know. He's, he's, all he's not he's a big tackler. Corner. He is, but he's not the, like, the biggest tackler. Or, you know. Plus, you know, like Stefan Diggs is literally his kryptonite. He is physically incapable of beating Stefan Diggs. But, but I mean, I wouldn't call him underrated, though. Everybody and their mother has him at the bare minimum in the top 10. Hell, a lot of them have him top three. Listen, so in his 20, his, so I, I look a lot at, at coverage stats because I think being able to cover and limit the amount of yards is important. So his lowest number was 2018 when he allowed 256 yards when he happened to only play 47% of the snaps. And then the next lowest was 2019. He played, uh, so we allowed 316 yards, 68% of the snaps. Then it goes up. He played 84% of snaps in 2020. And then he allows nearly 700 yards. In fact, you can give him 700 yards because 691, about nine, nine yards off. So basically 700 yards. Then it goes up to 84% or excuse me, 88% and 658. So like I said, with uh, Xavier Howard, if these numbers, if you mentioned him as like, let's say a number two, a low end number one, these would be great numbers. These would be pretty good, but this is one of the, cor- one of the best corners at, at least he's supposed to be regarded as one of the best corners in the entire league. And if he is, then you don't you don't allow that many yards, especially once your snap percentage goes up 
and then your yards go way up. Now, I understand it's bound to happen a little bit because you're playing more snaps. That means higher higher chance of failure on one of those plays. However, you just get like you. I mentioned the coverage stats for a lot of the other corners who I have above him. And I mean, just come on. Look, I love, I like JC Jackson. I really do. Just not at the price that the Chargers gave him. And he's still going to be a good corner for them. Just he's a little overpaid. That's all. All right. Uh, Ian Malern said Dante, he said Deontay Jackson with a D with an E in it. Dante Jackson. Just Dante Jackson. Yeah, Dante Jackson with the uh, Panthers. Uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. He's an interesting one. He's a good Mm. one. I like him. Oh, yeah, me too. I really wanted him when he he was coming out of the draft. He's a Uh, solid number one. And uh, they they got another kid uh, out of the first round this past season. J.C. Horn, who got hurt. So we'll see if he gets healthy and he's able to play. Uh, there's a lot of corners, uh, and as we c- continue to mention these names, I'm forgetting about the NFL draft, this past NFL draft, and there's some good ones coming out of there. Derek Stingley Jr. and Ahmad mm-hmm. Gardner, those guys are going to be good, and they could make our top five next summer. All right, so our final response was Derek Houle, who said Rasul Douglas had a breakout in a half and is still underrated. I want we talk a lot about Eric Stokes. Not about Rasul Douglas. I want to say but, a breakout though. I think it's he's a little underrated. I want to say all the way underrated because everybody knows how good he was for the Packers when uh, Jair Alexander went down. Heck, he even won them a game against the Cardinals. Everybody knows how good he is. But I remember when he was with the Eagles and he was doing that. So it's not really as much as underrated, mm-hmm. just that people forgot about him, which therefore made him underrated. So he was solid with them, but I'll tell you why it's it's different. And I'm pull, pulling up the coverage stats again. In his two years in Philly, he allowed a, a, a combined uh, 1,300 yards in two seasons. Wait, what? 1,302? So 700 and 600 around that? About uh, high 600s in both of them. And then, ah. when, then in one year with Carolina, nearly 800. And then when he was with Green Bay, it dropped down to to 350. So you're telling me this was a breakout and a half. around JC Jackson. What's that? You're telling me he was putting up the same type of numbers as JC Jackson. If that he was putting up better numbers actually. And well, he did play 12 games as opposed to JC Jackson's. I think it was a full season. In which season? Did he just play 12 games in both of them? This is tw- So this is 2021 I'm talking about, where he, he did 351 yards. I'm talking about so, in 2017 and 18 seasons. Yeah. Did he play all yeah. 16, or did he just play 12 in each? He played 16 in, in – uh, he played 16 in 18 and 19, and he played uh, – he played 14 – in uh in 2020 and i'm looking at the snap percentages uh so 48 per so this was on oof this was bad uh the the percentage of stat snap of snaps that he played were roughly 50 percent so he was put he was allowing these numbers while playing only 50 percent of the snaps 
Yeah, so it could have been worse. Playing better in like in 2017, he didn't have like a horrendous season in Philly, his rookie season. But as the years went on, it started to taper off. When he got to uh, Green Bay, he played phenomenal. He had his best season there. And there's well, no reason yeah. to believe that he can't do it again. He can. He can certainly do it again. And now he's going to be playing. Uh, he's going to be facing. Uh, worse comp- he's going to be facing worse competition uh, for his for his wide receiver assignments because Jair Alexander's back in the mix and then Eric Stokes is still there so he's going to be facing like the wide receiver two wide receiver threes so he so it's only going to get better for him and, and he's certainly underrated I do like him yeah all right uh, so that is it for our fan box responses but do you guys have any other sh- any other thoughts before we end the show tonight? Marlon is top five. I would like to counter by saying Marlon is, in fact, not top five. Back to you, Adam. You guys are ridiculous, but okay. Thanks, CJ. And, uh, yeah, Marlon is not top five. I would have put him top five. I promise you, Tuck, I would have put him number five if he didn't get hurt at the end of the season. Number five is crazy, but okay. Maybe number four. I think he would have had a better season than Xavier Hallard. So that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune in to us live Tuesdays at 7.30 on Twitter and Facebook through Fans Only Sports Network. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcasts and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.